0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. I am your host, Janice Porter, and I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Luanne Beekler, and she comes to us from Minnesota. And welcome, Luanne. Thanks, Janice. It's great to be here. You're very welcome. I'm excited to talk to you, and I'm just going to tell my audience a little bit about you um, and a couple of things that come to mind about that, actually. Leanne is known as the little spark. And she is a certified facilitator of the passion test and the passion test for business, which she uses in her coaching practice to ignite the spark in you and your business. Um, I just want to share with you that I just created um, an online course for people to do their uh, LinkedIn profile sort of DIY. And it's called Spark. And it's to ignite their their uh, profile, and, uh, and so I thought it was quite funny that you're the little spark, and uh, I was using that analogy with my LinkedIn training. So we already bond on that. <laughs> Luann is the co-author of Exceptional Care for Your Valued Clients, and has and a self-published author of I Hug My Journey as a Hugger. She is an avid networker, BNI director, consultant, and member of the transformational. Leadership Council. And so I would say, first of all, I think I saw somewhere that if I were to put it all in one piece, that you are a master trainer and coach and a transformational speaker. So again, welcome to the show. And what would you say your best or favorite thing to do is? Is it training? Is it speaking? Oh. Is it Yeah, put me in front of a room with
1: people, whether it's speaking or training, uh, I'm in my heaven and the rest of the world slips away, right? I love that connection with people when they're interested in hearing what you have to say and the light bulb goes off that they got something that was meant for them. Oh, I love that so much, right? That aha moment. And you can see it in their eyes or their facial expression. And it's
0: like, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes, I totally relate to that. And, and so let me ask you this because, um, we've suffered in the last year and a half, it seems like it's almost a year and a half, um, with not being able to do in-person training. And so I don't know about you, has this happened to you over this past time where you've been asked to do, um, uh, an online, uh, like zoom or Skype or whatever, um, presentation. And then they'll say to you, um, now it'll be in webinar mode. So you won't see the audience or could you record it ahead of time for us so that we can just play it on the day and you just die because it's so different. Has that happened? It is.
1: To you? Yeah, it, it totally is. In fact, I'm trying to, um, for a website I'm affiliated with called living healthy list. I'm trying to put together an online course and just speaking to this computer without having an audience is totally different. And it reminds me of a story I had a DJ in my community, quite recognized DJ uh, for the radio station in my community. And she came to me and said, Luann, you have to teach me how to speak. I'm like, what are you talking about? You talk on the radio, you know, for hours at a time. Yeah. She goes, it's totally different. She's like, I can talk on the radio all day long and I'm just fine. But you put me in front of a room and I'm a nervous wreck. I went. Oh my gosh! It's exactly the opposite for exactly. me. When I'm in front of a room, I'm fine. You yeah. invite me onto your radio show, and I have to talk, and I can't see people, and I'm nervous and worried about what I'm saying. And what I've realized is, talking to the computer is that same feeling. It's like being on a radio show, right? And so I'm not as what comfortable. Therefore, I don't come across as my authentic self. So. Janet, Janice, even the way that you do this, right, you and I are seeing each other now. I was just going to say that. I have to do that. I have to, because I have to see you. Yes. But your audience won't see us. They will just hear us. And so other podcasts that I have done, when um, I'm not seeing the host in
0: conversation with me, it's different. Yes, it, it is different. And I, I feed off the sparkle in your eye. I, speed, I feed off just being able to engage with somebody. So I know I do all my training uh, on Zoom for the very same reason. Um, and I love it in in what it offers. It saves me hours of driving time, which I wouldn't have been able to do. So as you know, I've, I've taught online for a long time, but I still do like that. That hugging space, right? I mean, you, you're, you I go. hug, my journey as a hugger. Tell me about that. <laughs> so it uh, started with a little button,
1: a uh, pin that I wore on my lapel that said, I hug, which I got from a friend of mine at a passion test conference event, right? And okay. he had just produced this pin and he passed them out to all of us. Now we consider ourselves master huggers Mm -hmm. in the Passion Mm -hmm. Test family. And one of my jobs is always to hug people when they come to conference and make them feel welcome, right? So I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna wear this button so people know that I'm gonna hug them, this is awesome. (laughs) And then I noticed that other people around the hotel would come up to me and go, I hug too. I'm like, do you Uh need a hug? Yes! I mean, this guy, one guy came all the way across the lobby now first of all he thought it's it, it, at first he read it as thug and so he wanted <laughs> to get close he wanted to get closer to see if he was right but then when he got to me he's like oh i love to hug too can i hug and so we embraced and after that it started to become a human experiment like what at first it was a warning i'm going to hug you yeah and then it was if i keep wearing this will people approach me right And what will happen, and I tried to get other people to wear it consistently and tell me their stories. That's in the future. We're going to do another book where everybody wears buttons. So anyway, I started to capture these stories and told my friends at the Transformational Leadership Council. Well, actually, they told me. They're like, you got to write a book, Luann. You got to write a book about this. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So I finally wrote the book. It's a combination of scientific facts Mm -hmm. of the value of the human hug. Mm -hmm. and great little stories. It's a small book, less than a hundred pages. It would be a great coffee table book or in someone's waiting room, like a chiropractor. Sure, You can read just one story from the book and be lifted up for the day. Right. And feel joy in reading the story. And for us huggers, the pandemic, the struggle is real.
0: Yes, for sure. We totally miss them. So I was just going to say though, did that all start around the time? I keep thinking about somebody, there were people on the internet um, videos with standing in, in, on plazas saying uh, free hugs or something. That was a few years ago. Did it start around that time?
1: So there's still, not during the pandemic, but there's several websites out there. And I, I wouldn't say it started because of that. Right. Like, well, there's an energy that appears in the world, right? that helps to shift us all and that is one of them. And so that sort of was happening in different places for different reasons, right? Sure. Um, And so I I don't remember when Robert actually gave me the first button, what year it was off the top of my head. His story's in the book though, and we can read it. And his story is because he went to a Jack Canfield um, success principles seminar. Yes. Right? 4 or 500 people in the room and he's going to learn business success right? Yes. And he says the first thing that Jack Canfield did is told everybody to take the first 10 minutes to hug <laughs> as many people as you could. Mm-hmm. And he was mad. He's he was like, "I came to a business seminar. I'm not here to hug people. <laughs> what are you doing?" You know. <laughs> of course, what does that do? And what was Jack doing in that moment is he was helping those people to bond, let down their guard. Be open-hearted to what they were about to learn by taking down those walls, right? And Mm -hmm. having them hug one another. And so after he did the exercise, because Robert followed, did the instructions, he was like, oh my gosh, I felt so much better. I felt relaxed. I was ready to learn. And I realized that in my lifetime growing up, I didn't get a lot of hugs. Mm -hmm. And so he created the button to sort of break out of his shell and other experiences and be able to tell people that he was open to hugs. Wow, that was a huge
0: aha for him,
1: yes. Huge aha for him. Now, he's off off doing his own thing. And so when I called him and I said, I wanna write a book about my experiences wearing your button, he said, the button's yours, Luann, go do. uh, I said, thank you, Robert. Will you write the uh, introduction to my book? And he did that. Oh, so nice. I've been taking it and I created the iHug hug movement, similar to the free Hugs, similar to those yes. other things that are going on. Uh, my, my download from the universe through my meditation one day was that I was supposed to, I hug across America in 2020 during the political campaign to offset the polarization by spreading love and human connection, right? Like totally non-political Yes, but be yes. in that arena to bring that warm human energy and love together was my goal, uh-huh. and I got through the Iowa caucus before yes. the pandemic hit.
0: Mm, interesting. That's I to tell amazing. you when you when you just said that that the download came to you from your meditation. I thought you said medication. <laughs> <laughs> so. For- Making sure everyone knows that. <laughs> well, I want to clarify that it was your meditation. Yes. Yeah, in case of, yeah. So um, I read something on your website about um, through, I know you're a huge uh, proponent of BNI, Business Network International, and uh, you're a director uh, for the organization. And uh, I was a member for four years, I think, of BNI. And there's a lot of... Um, a lot of great networking, uh, relationship building, training that goes on in that organization, and I read something that says here that you um, have built a repertoire of presentations on networking skills and relationship marketing, which is uniquely, which uniquely relates to delivering high quality customer service, and. You know, as you know, I'm the relationship marketing person as well. It's all about building relationships for me and networking effectively. So tell me about how it relates to delivering high quality customer service. I mean, I I get it, but I want to hear your take on it.
1: (laughs) Right. So if I can serve my clients with my products and services and connect them with other people that they need and other products and services, I am the ultimate customer service advisor, right? They come, so in B and we talk about this uh, all the time, right, you, be, you become the go-to person, right? Yeah. So not only do they come to me for advice on their business as a business coach, but then they go, Luann, who can you connect me to, do, to who does this, right? Who, who does employee benefits? Who does fi- a financial advisor that you trust, you know? Those kinds of things and now i'm providing them with so much more above and beyond the mm-hmm. products and services that i provide that it's the ultimate customer service right
0: of course yeah it's i like think a I one
1: stop shop
0: i think of it as being the ultimate connector but you're absolutely right that's 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 basically what you're doing is providing customer service and beyond for right. the people in your world so that's great and so- you mentioned yeah, and you ahead. mentioned
1: my book, Exceptional Care for Your Valued Clients. Yes. And the philosophy behind that book is that it's no longer customer service. Customer service alone is not enough. We have to provide exceptional care for our valued clients to maintain those clients, to help those clients be successful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and to really be providing the quality the world expects today. So,
0: yeah, so one of the things in my world that I find very interesting that people, they think once they've done business with somebody that they move on and they're looking for the next, but they're not nurturing the past clients to make them those raving fans that we talk about that will become their referral partners that will become their, you know, their go-to people for different things. So it works that way too, you know, like, exactly. Don't forget me, don't forget me, you know, exactly. you, you. right. You want
1: them to be, as you said, raving fans. That's another great book, Yes. but it's all about word of mouth marketing and BNI as well. Right. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing by taking care and nurturing of clients, current past, right? Even future and building those relationships that then they're out there saying good things about us and what we do. And that's where the word of mouth spreads, right? It's the
0: cheapest, most effective marketing we can all do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I teach people how to uh, leverage LinkedIn and, and build uh, relationships there. And I'll talk to somebody and I'll look at his LinkedIn profile or her LinkedIn profile and say, well, you've got 4,500 connections here. Have you done any work with those? You know, like, well, I don't know a lot of them. Well, you didn't take the opportunity. You just clicked accept, accept, accept. If you're not going to get to know them, you know, those are the people that are already in your world, believe it or not, you know, that see the things you do and so on. So yeah, it's really, it's an interesting concept that, that I think is, is wasted, you know, by so many people. So I also see on here, and, and I remember this person from somewhere that I saw her work, but I never got really into it was Janet Atwood and the passion test. So you are, is it like a licensed um, a trainer for the passion test? Is that what it's right. called? or However you call it. Tell me about yeah, the passion test.
1: Yeah. So I'm a master trainer of training the passion test for business yes. and a certified facilitator of the passion test itself. Okay. The passion test is in a New York number one bestseller, Um, and it is about helping people to identify their top five passions and set a course to living them that in their life. Because Janet went to a seminar where she heard that the top uh, 100 most successful people all said that it was because they were following their passions. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've got to help people figure out how to find their passions and follow them to create the success that they desire in their life. And so she created this process that is a simple yet powerful process of identifying your top five passions so that you can make every decision in your life in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. So we say the key to living a passionate life is whenever you are faced with a choice, a decision, or an opportunity, consistently choose in favor of your passions. You know, life has a tendency to push us around like a pinball machine And we're following what this person says we should do or what that person says or that doctor or this, that boom, 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 all over we go, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is about getting clarity and just the five most important things to you, Mm -hmm. right? The five most important things and then using them as your guiding light every day to set a course to living that in your life. Mm -hmm. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like the strength finder, the concepts of the strength finder. Are you familiar with that?
0: No, I don't know
1: that one. It's a, it is a test that you go online and take. Um, it's a Gallup uh, program and it's called the Strength Finder. And you take this test of 121 questions, something like that. Mm-hmm. On a Likert scale, do I like this situation or do mm-hmm. I not? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. At the end of the test, it spits out your top five strengths, skills, characteristics that you already innately own in, a, in how you were designed right? Yes. And the yes. goal of this was that in business, we play to people's strengths, like know what your people's strengths are, right. complement their strengths, let them do work in the areas that they're strong in, stop trying to fix their weaknesses. <sighs> and which means we have to throw away the job descriptions, yes. and maybe yes. shuffle, shuffle things up a little bit. That's yes. the original goal of the strength finder, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's an awesome tool. And I call it the scientific methodology at getting at who God designed you to be. Mm -hmm. And the passions are the heart and soul methodology at getting at what's in your heart, what do you love the most? And Mm -hmm. if you take these two tools Mm -hmm. and you put them together, it's a powerhouse of knowledge of just
0: who you were designed to be. And I say, go do that. Go well, do that. You can breathe because you are in your alignment with everything, right?
1: Exactly. And you can let go of all the other self-doubt questions. Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? In exceptional care, we talk about stop shooting on yourself. Yes. yes. You know? yes. So you can get rid of all those shoulds and go, this is who I am. Just go do
0: that in the world and then be really good at it. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and just just describing what you described of doing the of um implementing the, the passion tests and the passion test for business with people would be such an uplifting kind of thing again when you know if you see that struggle outwardly with somebody and then they start to get it it's kind of exciting in a, in a way very but, exciting you know you and i are very similar in in that in some ways we both believe in network marketing in uh, relationship marketing. We both believe in in and uh, people you know, like and trust, doing business with those kinds of things. But I looked at your story and and you talk about um, it's you know we're of a certain era, I'm sure, and that's why. But and and I wasn't Catholic, but Jewish guilt is just as good as Catholic guilt. And yes, um, it is. Yes. And I, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to school, exactly. I went to university, I got married, I had kids, right. And, right. Same um, story. <laughs> yeah. Same story, different, you know, place, but, um, but, and so, and the divorce, by the way. Yeah. And, but I, it, it, um, it took us a while to find our passion and what we could bring to the world. Right. Um, today with the young people, you know, raised completely differently, differently, and a lot of them being taught and being told at home to, you know, do what you're excited, what excites you, and whatever. Do you find that you do you interact with a lot of young people, and do you see that um, uh, that different upbringing bring good, positive changes or negative, positive changes to the way they are today from where where we came from?
1: So I think the challenge is that those of us over 50, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we, we weren't trained in that way. And so I'm relearning, right? Yes, so I've been yes. in the transformational work now for 13 years. And so, you know, I'm just relearning and reprogramming myself to think that way. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. the young people are being raised on is, is know your why, right? Which is the sort of the Simon Sinek philosophy. Mm-hmm know your why, what's important to you, and work towards that. And so they talk about the why generation and I tell them it's not a letter why, it's the word why. (laughs) They need to understand why am I doing this? So the days of putting people in front of an assembly line and saying, just do what I tell you and I'll pay you for it. Mm -hmm. And no matter how, how monotonous or boring it is, they're gonna do it just to get a paycheck. That's over, that's long gone, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. as business owners, we need to be authentic, open. We need to be visionary and share that vision with them. We need to bring them on board with our passion for what that work is. And so the passion test for business helps to align ownership, managers, entrepreneurs with their team by bringing out that authentic passion Mm -hmm. from that owner, business owner, and sharing it. And I'll never forget one of my first clients in the passion test for business. She said, you you expect me to share what we just did with my whole team? And I'm like, yeah. (sighs) You totally need to be authentic and um, transparent Mm -hmm. so that they understand and they can see the why behind it. And they either get on board or it's not for them and that's okay. If it's not for them, then we find the people that are attracted to that why that purpose, that meaning, and we bring them onto the team. So it becomes an attraction tool to attract customers and the best employees or team members. And it becomes a decision-making tool because now I have those top five passions for my company, right? And whenever you're faced with a choice, a decision or an opportunity, consistently choose and favor of your passions. So everyone on the team knows those passions Everybody makes decisions in alignment with those things, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes making those decisions so much easier and so much
0: clearer. Mm -hmm. It's like this is a no-brainer. So have have you ever come across anyone that you couldn't find, that they couldn't find their passions?
1: No, I have run across people who had a hard time getting there. Mm-hmm. and perhaps went through it several times I, I just had lunch with an old friend who was like that you know and it took him several times of going through the process again quick reminder the passion test is not a test that you can go take like the strength finder it's a process that i facilitate you through so there's a lot of coaching going on conversation, right. Yeah. right drawing this out of people so i'm really drawing out what they love the most out of themselves so Sometimes people are shut down or yes. you, right. And so it yeah. takes longer to draw it
0: out of them. I was that's just going to say, they could have some blocks from their past, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
1: And so. then those people that are really blocked up, Janice, they're not even going to sit down with me. No, they're going go, to go. Passions, what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> you know, and they're not going to sit down with me. So it's been really interesting though. When I first started my work with the passion test, I came out as a passion test facilitator. I did workshops for individuals at, for about a year, a year and a half before I was certified in the business model. Mm-hmm. And I mostly attracted women. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. They were open to the conversation and so they would show up at my workshops. When I came back, I went to my BNI meeting and I did my 10-minute presentation on what it looked like to go through the passion test for business. Mhm. And as a strategy to begin that part of my business, I said, I'm gonna take five people through the process for free to build my confidence in it, prove yeah. that it works, right? Yes. I want two companies that have employees and three solopreneurs. Mm-hmm. So whoever approaches me first wins, yes. the first five people get this opportunity. Five people before I walked out of that meeting room that day, all men. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Wow. Because when it was focused on their business, now I'll warn the men that are listening that (laughs) it is a powerful tool and it's awesome. What I do in the process though, is I'm going to start with the passion test for you personally. And we're going (laughs) to, we're going to learn about you personally. And then we're sort of going to set that aside. It allows some of those things like caring for my family that I know is at your heart to be set over here. Mm-hmm. And we, we take care, it's taken care of, we've got it safely tucked away. And then we drill down into the business and really get clear on what is your passions for your business, the work that you do, who do you love to serve and why. And we put mm-hmm. those into inspiring short phrases that then you can articulate to others that attracts them to you
0: because they see your heart. Oh, that's okay. big. That's really big. It's big. Yeah, it's that's, big. that's the real uh, juice, I think, of, um, of the business test in the sense that you are going to come away with some phraseology, some words that you can use that will then attract the right people to you. I love that. Oh, so love
1: after that. we get that complete with the boss, owner, yes, whoever the leaders are of the organization, after we get that piece complete then we're going to do workshops with all the employees team members Mm -hmm. and we're going to help them to identify their own passions for their work Mm -hmm. and then we say okay now you know who you are how does it align with your company here's Mm -hmm. who your company is Mm -hmm. and they either go yeah that's me that's why i'm here or Or, they say not not me at all yeah but i tell you Um, what employee engagement studies will tell you that only 26% of employees in any given business are engaged in their work. Wait, I just lost you. Say that again. Only 26% of employees in any given business are engaged in their work. Wow. That means 74% of the people are um, doing else, other things on your dime, right? They're probably Some of them even looking for their next job on your dime. So this whole thing speaks to employee engagement. And here's what I've learned, Janice. Although that's what the studies will tell you, 95% of the people that I've worked with find themselves in the right place intuitively. Okay? Mm -hmm. Intuitively, they get there. They just don't consciously know it. They're not consciously aware. So they're dragged down into the complainers Mm-hmm. The BMWs, we call them, those that are bitching, moaning, and whining, <laughs> they, they become a part of the BMW group instead of being their authentic self in the business, because those BMWs will grab anybody to get them on their team and drag everybody down. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I find that in any given business, only about 5%, you might lose 5% of your team, mm-hmm, but guess mm-hmm. what? You just got rid of the troublemakers. Right.
0: And, you and own, they opted out good. on their own.
1: They yeah. opted yeah. out on their own because of this process. Interesting. And now we lift all the rest of them up by giving them, empowering them with the fact that their natural gifts and talents, their passions are aligned with the work we're doing at this company. And now let's all do great things together. And happy. there's this, that proverbial light bulb goes off. And they're like, wow, I'm not coming here just to collect a paycheck. I'm coming here because I have gifts and talents yes, and passions yes. to contribute
0: to this organization. That's what but, we want. And you spark yes. that in, in people. I can just tell that you do. I can tell that you, that why they call you the little spark. One, because <laughs> I think you're little. And two, because, I yes, you're, you have that, you spark it in other people. You, you can tell that you're passionate about what you do. I totally Um, am. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, this has been delightful. And uh, I just want to ask you a couple of quick questions as we come to a close. Do you have, I think you do, and I'm wondering if it's going to be this one, but do you have a favorite quote? Absolutely. It's, It's do what you love
1: in service to people who love what you do by uh, Steve Farber, author of Love is Just Damn Good Business.
0: Oh, I just heard Steve, actually, and on a Zoom call last Friday, and I have an appointment to talk to him next week. I didn't know. You say hello there.
1: to Steve. I so me. will. <laughs> absolutely love Steve Farber and all of his work. Love is Just Damn Good Business is his most recent book out. Yes, I'm going to if he'll come on my
0: podcast and talk about it, actually.
1: Yep. and his um, company is Extreme Leadership. Yes. He has several yeah. other leadership books, one of which is The Radical Leap, which is where I started. And we studied Steve's work when we were certified in the passion test because it's so similar. <sighs> but LEAP stands for love, energy, audacity, and proof. You have to love what you do, you have to do it with high energy, you have to be audaciously bold to do it, right? And then provide proof that you're walking the talk and you're doing what you said you were going to do. Really, which is one of the things I so love, Janice, about the B&I organization, because Dr. Ivan Meiser, our founder and chief visionary officer, is the one and only man I can think of who had walked so high in the integrity of his organization and walks the talk of their philosophy of giver's gain every day of his life, Right. Yeah, it's he's coming. because of Dr. <laughs> Ivan Meisner that I'm even connected with this transformational work mm-hmm. because he came to Minnesota mm-hmm. and I got the blessing to pick him up at the airport. Oh, to and meet him. Yeah. And we had an hour to kill before the party I was supposed to be taking him to the reception. And, and he said, what are you going to do? I'm like, you go get checked in, you know, do what you need to do. And he goes, well, what are you going to do? I said, i guess i'll just wait down here for you he said i'll be back in 10 minutes we did a one-to-one janice oh
0: you we Did fun. a B&I yeah.
1: one-to-one yeah and it was uh about a year give or take later he called me up and he said luanne i think i have a referral for you i nearly fell off the chair in my office
0: <laughs> i met him once yes yeah, so i've and had him- breakfast with him actually in uh salt lake city when he was speaking at uh the send out cards conference Amazing. Yeah. Amazing man. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he referred me into the transformational leadership council. Oh, fantastic. And that's how I got connected with them. And you know, now I can call Jack Canfield, my friend. Oh, I love him. I love all of those guys. Steve Barber's a member of the council as well. Okay. Okay. So now I take all of their messages yes. and I incorporate them in my coaching. That's, you know, depending what tool is needed mm-hmm. in that particular situation, I have a plethora of tools at my fingertips from being a part of that organization.
0: Yes. That's a lot of amazing, valuable training with those people that you've had. Oh my goodness. People need to know that about you, that, that you bring so much to the table and, and the mentors and the coaching that you've had from those people. Amazing because they yeah. are um, a step above, right? I mean, I am blessed doing it
1: for I, years. I am blessed, and I'm blessed because I said yes to be and I. That's that's
0: the simplest way I can put it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. So, last question then: What is one piece of advice that you can share with my audience that has helped you the most in business?
1: I uh, I know it's going to sound silly, but because it's so, but it's so true. You you've got to do work that you love. You've got to be passionate about it because. That it doesn't feel like work, right? That's We've right. heard that quote before, that it never feels like work again. And um, I, about two years into my work with this and in my own business, um, I said to one of my friends, I said, my calendar is booked like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. And yet I have this sense of feeling lazy. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm lazy. And she looked at me and she said, well, could it be? that the work that you're doing is so much fun. It no longer feels like work. (gasps) I went, oh my gosh, I have arrived. (laughs) Arrived in that space where I love it so much. And there's no separation, right? Yes. It flows in everything that I do. And every, you know, as a mother, you know, I'm talking to my kids about passion and I'm using the tools and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. forth. And it's just, it's got to be every part of who I am. And then I don't feel like I have this, to create this work-life balance and create some kind of separation, which only creates struggle. Right. So I say that used to be the conversation. That's not the conversation. The conversation is bringing it together as one whole person. We only have one heart. We can't check it at the door when we go to work.
0: We can't check it at the door when we go to work. So you've got to bring your whole self and love what you do. Well, when I do get to travel and I do maybe get to meet you someday, there'll be a hug involved. Absolutely! <laughs> a there, oh, so thank you so much for your time here today. I so appreciated it. And to my audience, thank you for listening. I do hope that you got those nuggets from Luann that I got that she, it's all about your passion and your, um, uh, yeah, your passions and and putting them into practice and living the life that you deserve. So uh, if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and share with us your thoughts and, uh, to my audience, again, remember to stay connected and be remembered.
1: I wanted to make an offer to your audience, Jess. Oh, of course. And I, I
0: totally forgot. Go so with it.
1: I yeah. do this little thing called a free business acceleration assessment. And it's uh, a BNI one-to-one. If you're a BNI member, you'll oh, get it. It's a BNI one-to-one on steroids.
0: Oh, wow. So oh, wow. I have
1: my own sort of one-to-one agenda that I take people through And I dive deep into what's going on in their business and identify what gaps or challenges they might have. And if I have something, a tool that can help them with that, well, we'll talk about that. But oftentimes I also have another connection for them or some tip or tool for them to take away. I guarantee they'll always walk away with a golden nugget of some kind.
0: Oh, I'll Uh, be signing up for that first, I think. Thank you.
1: I provided the link that you can put in with the podcast um, when you publish it, so they can just click on and schedule it on my calendar, and I know it will come from you because it's got uh, relationship rule in the name of it, so that it, it'll be excellent. And I love to talk with anyone and get to know them, just like this kind of conversation.
0: Thank you so, thank so, you so much. Yes, I have the link. Thank you. I have the link and I will post it and um, I appreciate it. And I'm sorry, I almost forgot. So thanks for speaking. All right. Thank you so much. And again, remember, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.